Welcome to day 71 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are chapters 19 through 21 of Joshua. Here's some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 19 completes the apportioning of the land to the tribes. God had promised this land to his people, and these chapters represent the final gifting of the land. God's promises are good, despite any obstacles. And now that the land has been allotted to all the tribes, chapters 20 and 21 highlight important aspects of life in the promised land, specifically how to maintain justice and how to provide for those responsible for the overseeing of worship. Chapter 20 describes the setting up of the cities of refuge to which someone could flee for asylum if they accidentally killed another person. We saw the system articulated earlier in the Torah, but now it is put into action. The intent of the cities of refuge was not just to take the preservation of life with the utmost seriousness, but to limit, if not end, the cycles of violence that can occur when revenge is not left up to God. It's interesting that rather than offering a sacrifice for inadvertent killing, atonement and the limiting of retribution is provided through the natural and eventual death of the high priest. Later, when we encounter the ministry of Jesus and his death on the cross, part of the crucifixion's significance will be in the ending of our cycles of violence. On the cross, God takes our violence into God's self, and rather than responding in violence, God, in the Son, responds with forgiveness, thus ending our frequent cycles of hate, bitterness, revenge, and retribution. Chapter 21 concerns the cities prescribed for the Levites, the tribe that had received no land because the priestly service of the Lord is their inheritance. Earlier, God addressed Moses regarding the Levitical cities and the cities of refuge in Numbers chapter 35. Now, having assigned the cities of refuge, the Levites stepped forward to request those towns where they and their families were to live. Designating cities for the Levites marks the final step in the tribal allocation. The cities for the Levites were not removed from the control of the other tribes. Rather, the Levites would live among their non-Levitical brothers and sisters and graze their livestock on the immediately adjacent pasture land. Initially in the Torah, when Israel camped in the wilderness during their 40-year sojourn, the Levites were assigned territories close to the tabernacle. Centuries later, in the vision given to the prophet Ezekiel, the territory of the Levites was close to the temple. But the picture here, described in Joshua 21, is very different. Here, the Levites are scattered among the twelve tribes. Although the tabernacle stood at Shiloh in the territory of Ephraim, no Levites were assigned to live there or indeed anywhere close to there. God appears to have scattered the Levites throughout Canaan to serve as salt and light across the whole land, teaching the tribes how to obey the law of Moses. The chapter's closing verses emphasize the eventual fulfillment of Yahweh's promise. Although the land was not yet fully in the possession of God's people, these allocations served as an act of faith that the one who had begun this good work in them was faithful and would bring it to completion. These texts invite us to understand the land as gift and to think about how our protection and care of others is part of our worship. Like the tribes of Israel, we may not fully embody God's hopes for his people, but we have a picture of where God is working and wanting to take us. So read these texts carefully, looking for things you've never seen before. Journal your thoughts, prayers, and questions. 
and practice God's protection and care for others. The text for tomorrow complete our journey through the book of Joshua. We're reading chapters 22 through 24 and Psalm 30. I'll talk to you tomorrow.